This is Talkin' Rock in the Basement. Hola, me llamo Tom. Hola, me llamo Chris. It's Ben. <laughs> it's the big dog. Picture this. String Bean Tom. We're eighth grade cross country in Forest Field Park, running through the park. Tom thinks he's real cool. He's going to run up on the path. It had just been raining, and people had been getting us wet. And so he thought he was going to be real cool and get everybody wet. (laughs) So he runs up in front of everybody, jumps up, grabs the biggest tree branch he can find, yanks on it to soak everyone. The tree branch comes down on his shoulders, and he plays Jesus Christ. (laughs) Here we go. You can't just burn Bibles. It's not cool, man. That's for later. That's a conversation for later. (laughs) It's uh, Friday, July 31st, and we are back together in Chris's basement. His beautiful... We're not in his basement. (laughs) His beautiful backyard. I I wish we were in the basement. uh, We're not not allowed back there yet. Um, We're having a great show lined up for you today. We got, of course, Stump the Jones. Um, We got Heat Wall's Heated Question. It's, uh, It's a good one this week. I really enjoyed it. And then, of course, we're going to talk about our overrated and underrated rock albums. Um, that's our opinion. We don't care about anybody else's opinion. But always feel free to comment on the Facebook page with it. That is the only time we care about it. Otherwise, <laughs> we don't care about it. Um, and then, of course, we'll wrap up the show with the word of the day. But, Chris, I heard you listened to the latest or the newest Taylor Swift album. Can I did. You, can you give us your updates <laughs> and what you uh, thought about it? I wanted to put you on the spot for that. Uh, it was enjoyable. A little bit slower than her uh, other stuff. She's kind of toned it down. Uh, some songs, definitely a little bit more country, which I enjoyed. Back to her roots. But uh, overall, a solid album. Are you serious right now? <laughs> I, how, how, is this, how did this happen? All right, let's move on, please. Uh, it's called Folklore, right? I don't know, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. I looked it up, so just oh. to... Uh... Uh, all right, man. I uh, <laughs> Dinner's ready. I got to go home. <laughs> Bad start. Megan has to walk the dogs. <laughs> yeah, she's currently doing that, I, up to my uh, knowledge. Um, ben, what's the latest with you? What's, uh, how you been? Uh, well, we have recovered from the blowout from last week, if you guys remember. Um, I was covering uh, two... What? From work? Yeah. Oh, the, the flip-flop blowout? What? I don't know. No. <laughs> you weren't even listening. Uh, I had a, a boiler pump blowout. Uh, <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But this, this is the end of the week, so now I'm done covering two properties. So it will just go back to the normal chaos. Uh, slap the bass a little bit. We Ooh, did. I heard there was a impromptu jam set. Yeah, Ben and I got together. I want to play the guitar, I'll play the bass. Ooh. We were really clicking on Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, we, we got that one down. Went, that one's down. We were looking on, uh, or working on, Blister in the Sun. Ooh, and yeah. Knocking on Heaven's Door. That one's no, no, later. Uh, Guns N' Roses edition, Jones. 
We need the yeah, vocals. Yeah, that's where it's at. I got us on the vocals. We need the vocals. Yeah. I was like, uh, I think if we sing any George Thurgood songs, I think Jones would be good good at those. Who's going to help us out on Bullfrog songs? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm familiar with those ones. But <laughs> Jer- Jeremiah was a bullfrog. You mean that one? <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> There's a reference to The Office. Oh. <laughs> we're, not, we're not Office fans here. I, I like The Office. No. Chris knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Jones claims to have an extensive knowledge of rock and roll. So uh, every week we've been putting his self-proclaimed knowledge to the test. Uh, Chris's mom is closing the blinds on us. She's had enough of us, and I can't say I blame her. So this is Stump to Jones, where we ask Jones three three rock and roll-related questions. Um, If you remember from the previous weeks, uh, Jones's record is eight and six point five. Gave him that half point. Chris gave him the half point. I objected, but um, it's it stood. I asked the judges, and it stood. I forgot what question it was in regards to. It's fine. I don't remember. It's Beach. Be- beach week beach. was last beach week. week. Check it out if you haven't uh, listened to that episode, episode twenty-five or something. Beach Jones, week. <laughs> <laughs> life's a beach, man. Uh, this the theme for today's stump the Jones is Guns N' Roses Jones. I'm putting you to the test. This is Jones' uh, favorite band of all time. He's seen, how many times have you seen him, Jones? Uh, five or six. Five or six. So safe, safe to say this is, uh, you know everything there is to know about Guns N' Roses. I wouldn't say that. Okay. You're setting me up, Tommy. <laughs> I know a little bit, though. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to start off with some GNR news, but they just released their uh, rescheduled tour dates for the summer of 2021, and they're actually coming back, to, or because they were going to come to National Stadium, this month, actually, and they're going to come to National Stadium next year on July 13th. And it's actually the second show on their scheduled tour, so they'll be real fresh and ready to rock after all this, uh, hopefully, the end of all this pandemic craziness. But, Jones, are you ready for Stump the Jones? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Question number one. Axel Rose is an incredible frontman, but he didn't always go by Axel Rose. Axl Rose illegally changed his name before signing with Geffen Records because he didn't want the same name as his biological father. And the cops are driving by because they heard Jones was here, and he's usually up to no good. So don't mind them in the background. But Axl Rose was so engrossed in his band at the at the same time, early 80s, that he decided to change his name to the name of that band, which, of course, was Axl. Jones, what was Axl Rose's birth name? William. That is correct. Do you know any more? Um, like middle or any uh, suffixes or anything? <laughs> you'll, uh, you'll get the question. You got it already. But um, yeah, I have, his, uh, I have his middle name, and of course, I do know it. Um, it might take some time. <laughs> but um, uh, I'll give you a hint. Die hard. I got that one. Yeah. Bruce? Yes. Yeah. His name William Bruce Rose Jr. But uh so his his official name now is W Axel Rose. Um but he was born William Bruce Rose Jr. on February 6th, 1962 in Lafayette, Indiana. Or Indiana Boys, baby. That's what it's all about. So good work, Jones. Wowza. Wow. Yeah. You are you're hot. Well hot. You knew that. So you're nine. <laughs> And six and five. Ben is providing the uh, the sound effect for today's episode. Chris while, also is. While Chris sneezes in our direction, we are uh, already sick now. Thank you, Chris. 
Question number two, Jones. What two bands got together to form Guns N' Roses, and what year did they form? <laughs> they got the crickets playing in the background yeah. already for you. Yeah, no, it was Hollywood Rose. Correct. And it was... Um... So I added the year, or like what year they formed, because I thought you would get the band yeah, so easily no, that I, I wanted to make it a little bit harder sure. with the actual year. No, um... It was, damn, I'm blanking. But um, it's a real stumper. Chris, what you know, Chris? Don't uh, say it if you didn't. Yeah. L.A. Guns, Hollywood Rose. Here you go. And it was an '85. Yeah, good work, Jones. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I'm here. <laughs> You're killing it. Hey guys, I'm here, here man. <laughs> In March of 1985, Axl Rose from Hollywood Roses and Tracy Guns from L.A. Guns got together to create. Guns and Roses. So, yeah, L.A. Guns and Hollywood Roses. Correct. Good work, Jones. 10 and 6.5. That's going to be fun for the (laughs) 6.5. Jones, question number three. This one's a little bit longer, so sit tight. All right, I'm ready. Um, During the tumultuous recording of the Guns and Roses album Chinese Democracy, Slash, Duff, and the other guys had left the band, requiring Axl Rose to get some new artists to uh, kind of fill the ranks of his band, Guns and Roses. One of the new artists who joined the band in 2000 was eccentric, to say the least. During the recording of Chinese Democracy, this individual requested to have a chicken coop built in the studio for which he could record his uh, guitar riffs in. Um, the, chick- the chicken coop had furniture, straw, and chicken wire. It was described as part chicken coop and part horror movie. So just imagine this uh, chicken coop in this recording studio. Um, he was known for watching hardcore pornography <laughs> in his chicken coop, which highly disturbed Axl Rose. Uh, Jones, who was the former guitarist for Guns N' Roses that I'm referring to? Buckethead. Buckethead, for sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, Buckethead, known for wearing... <laughs> yep. Woo! Jones! Three for three, good work. Uh, oh, yeah. Buckethead, known for wearing a KFC bucket on his head while sporting a white mask. Um, it's a very haunting uh, image. You can check him out online if you don't know what Buckethead looks like. He's uh... <laughs> yeah, you, you might have that reaction. But uh, his transient lifestyle and frustration caused his exit from Guns N' Roses in 2004. Plus, he was also frustrated because Chinese Democracy never came out. And I also read that Ozzy Osbourne wanted him in his uh, solo band to go on tour with him. But he was interviewing him and talking to him. He's like, just take the bucket off and the mask off. And he wouldn't do it. So... Ozzy's like, I'm not dealing with any of this drama. He's like, crazy good guitar player, but yeah. he's not dealing with any of that drama. So, But Jones, I have, since you're doing so good, I have a bonus question for you. I figured you would be too hot Shoot. for this Guns N' Roses uh, themed Stump the Jones, which we are not stumping the Jones today. So bonus question. Guns N' Roses was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2012. Axel wasn't interested and didn't attend the, the induction ceremony. Uh, Jones... Who were the members of Guns N' Roses that were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? All of them? All of them. Axel, Slash, Duff, Izzy, Steven Adler, Matt Sorum, and who did I miss? You say seven? You went quick. I said Matt Sorum, Steven Adler. You got the two drummers. Yeah. And then you got Izzy Stradlin. Um, you've got Slash, Axel, Duff McKagan, and is that that's six? That's six, yeah. That's six. 
uh, is it? Can you give me if it's a it's a guitar player? Oh, I I meant to look that up. Um, his name rhymes with another of the guys in the band <laughs> who who is just who also Does got it start infected. with a G. Uh, no, it doesn't start with. A I don't G. remember if you said it. Ben, did you say this one? <laughs> uh, you, I don't know. It rhymes with Izzy. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember if you said it. So oh, um, you're gonna get Dizzy this Reed. Anyway. Yeah, you're gonna get this anyway. Yeah, he's the key player. Good work, Jones. Ooh, oh yeah, I gotta <laughs> celebrate, <laughs> man. I got guys. something for this. <laughs> oh yeah, for the oh, uh, first time in Stump the Jones <laughs> history, he went undefeated. When he's, the beer bong is out. For the first time, he uh, he got every he swept and lost every single one. He uh, had to chug or shotgun three mm-hmm. beers, and now that he wins, he gets to uh, gets to beer bong a beer. Beer so bong won. <laughs> you win or lose, you're getting beers. So um, that's a win win. That is a win win. Jones is, is pouring it into the beer bong. I didn't know he brought a beer bong. Me neither. So he kind of pulled that out of nowhere. Saw, yeah, it's uh, yeah. quite a surprise. But he, I, he I haven't seen that it. thing in about two years. He took the years. grease off the nose. He's taking the uh, the old suds away. He's he's asking for Chris's assistance to lay to raise the bong in order to chug it. You ready? Yeah. All right. All right, Jones. He's breathing. He's breathing. It's in the mouth. He's taking one knee. Chris is holding it up as high as he can, which is not very high. All right, completed. How was that? Two, 2.5 seconds, Ben? Is that what you got? No, yeah. that was like 1.8. 1.8? Okay. That's got to that's gotta be a uh, Talking Rock in the Basement record. Right. Jones is hot today. He's hot. Undefeated. And Jones hasn't today. eaten, so we'll see what happens in 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, Jones has not eaten today. It's Thanks been, for the assist. Hold on, he's been on um, the skinny he's been girl fasting. Yeah, he's been skinny <laughs> girl vodka uh, diet. That's my first ever slam dunk. Ooh. Good work, John. So, speaking of fasting, Tom, I, I feel like you've been reading the Bible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have been reading the Bible. What, what books have you been reading? I'm, I'm, what is it? I'm balls deep in the Book of Exodus. <laughs> is, is that an Exodus? Yes. Yeah, is this, that what they call the Good Book from oh, Shawshank? Oh yeah, it's one of the same. Mine does not have the little. Uh, the, what does he have? The hammer cut out in it. Uh, yeah, it's it's go, it's going well. The hardest part with reading the Bible is when your girlfriend is right next to you playing her TikTok videos so loud and you get incredibly distracted. So no good. How did that ever become a thing, by the way? What the Bible or TikTok? <laughs> Both. <laughs> well, we'll go to that. We'll address the TikTok yeah, one, the yeah. Bible one. That's a podcast. It's, yeah, different episode. Um, people love recording videos of themselves and then watching other people. I don't. I don't. Yeah, that's how you know you don't have a personality. Ah. I don't know. I'm not into it. We're not clearly not into TikToking. Yeah, fuck that. Talking uh, rock. Oh, TikTok. Yeah. Check us out. <laughs> <laughs> One last question about the Bible, Tom, Uh-oh. before we move on. So you you said you're in Exodus. Yeah. So do you enjoy reading Genesis more or listening to Genesis? More? You know, that's a really good question. Of course, the book we're of, talking rock. The yeah. book of Genesis is the first book in the Bible. Since we're going, we're going deep in this, um, and this is a good question. Genesis can. Uh, Tom's full review of the book of Genesis will be on our Facebook page. It'll be up soon. Don't you worry. Uh, I'm working on it. They're but a pretty good band, by the way. They're good. Obviously, you want to listen to <laughs> Genesis. Uh, the book of Genesis. It had its high points. Beginning, Adam and Eve. You know, I think it was great. But then I got, yeah, with Joseph and Egypt, yeah. But I recommend reading. Everybody check it out, guys. 1,500 pages, easy. Uh, but Jones' record stumped the Jones. He went, he's never. He's 12 and 6.5. So you're killing it, Jones. Whenever we end this thing, 
You're looking good, John. I'm dominating. You're dominating, well, We man. need to get some more stumps, just in case. Just a few yeah. more stumps, yeah. So, John, in case he uh, no, loses. For those, yeah, in case he loses. He has to carry stumps and up to my balcony. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, that's the... Don't lose, John. It's not fun. It's not fun. <laughs> um, Chris, I don't know if the, it's getting a little hotter out here. Well, it's definitely humid. It's very humid. Very humid. But there, the temperature, there has been an incre- increase. Increase. Incre- believe increased. In- increase. Increasing? Increased. The temperature has increased. Moving on. All right. Uh, but this, the heat is on. Uh, Heatwell does come to us this week with yet another question. He, what was that? Then <laughs> there was a tremor. Uh, Watch out for those. Moving right along. Uh, he says, Kurt Cobain's MTV Unplugged guitar recently sold for $6 million at auction. Money is an issue. What piece of music memorabilia would you want to own and why? Did Heatwall say what his piece of memorabilia was he want to own? He did not. What is he doing? What is he doing? Ro- rookie status. Well, we appreciate it if he writes us on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash talk. Right, talk right the on the wall. He no, uh, well, the heat is on. <laughs> it's on the streets. That's, that's where it, oh, the streets are. Right right uh, but we appreciate Heatwall writing us in, of course, every week. I really enjoyed the question. This week, once you sent it to yeah, all great of question. Us. Yeah. I was I, like, "Ooh, what I, do I want?" Yeah, no, I was like, "I want a lot of stuff." <laughs> I love its simplicity, and it's like, like Joan said, we want stuff. Yeah. You we can never have enough stuff. stuff, and this unlimited money, like this is um, this is too much stuff. <laughs> way too much stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a good question. So, I, if you want, guys, let me go first. I got to go. Uh, so Ben's gonna go first. Uh, <laughs> no, Tom, yeah, lay Tom. So, if you guys know the cover of. Born in the USA, Bruce Springsteen album. I do. That ball cap yeah. in his back pocket. Yes. I want it. Okay. <laughs> Anything that close I to uh, Bruce Springsteen's uh, rear end, I want it on my head. The fuck? Born down in a dead, dead man's, man's town. town. No, um, so when when I first read this a good question, that's, uh, yeah. Hey, little girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're just going to sing Bruce Springsteen so songs. Because it's fucking oh, hot. It's, he was it's an not, inferno, man. He was not watching cops. Um, it is a swamp. Yeah. So this is the first thing I thought of. I was like, I would love that cap. But I was like, I got to think of something really good. Because he can have anything. He's a ball cap. He has anything red, red cap. Anything. Want. Okay, good. I was worried. I was <laughs> like, you want a fucking ball yeah, cap? Yeah. No, no. At least at Bruce Springsteen, that was, I was like, that was the first thing that came in my head for some reason. I don't know if it's uh, something in there, swimming. But, um, <laughs> but when I sat down and actually thought about it, I would love uh, Don Felder's iconic double neck guitar that he plays on Hotel California. Oh, that's good. It's a uh, white EDS 1275 Ooh. Gibson. And um, it's there's Gibson actually made that, I think in like 2010, they made like 150 of them. But it's still not the exact same one that he used in uh, on the Hotel California album. That's like such a unique sound that he nobody else could come up with that sound so that's I want great, that one Tommy that's good um, and also I need a guitar so that's two that's two and one right there baby. usually he would just send us licks and we would always be like okay where do I sing and then you know I heard that and I was like there's something the more I think about those guys like I was like he's literally sending in music to him trying to help out the band and this is like oh you know yeah, no, they were uh, they were shitheads. Yeah, um, we love we loved Don Henley and Fry, everything they did. But yeah, very very pretentious. Uh, Don Felder and Joe Walsh and uh, Timothy B. Randy, Alberni, they all called them the gods. And in all honesty, the more that plays out, Don Felder looks like a really good guy. Yeah, I've seen Don Felder in many interviews. I've seen Don <laughs> Felder on Rock and Roll Road Trip with Sammy Hagar, and they had phenomenal chemistry together. 
and it shows more and more how good of a guy he is. And uh, maybe the other guys just wanted complete control. Yeah. And doing a podcast. (laughs) 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 It's like, guess what member of the podcast just said that. I guess. And you'll never never get it. (laughs) That was old Ben Amins. I got it. That was good. I like that, Ben. Um, what do you guys? What do you guys want? You have unlimited funds. Sorry, what kind man. of rock and roll? Jones just puffed his air vape all over Ben. We can't even see Ben anymore. He's like the end scene in uh, was it Casablanca? Well, we we accidentally outed Jones on his vape. He's gay. No, no, no. Oh. No, remember two weeks ago? Oh, at the at the the party. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we can tell that story. You want to tell that funny. story, Jones? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, well, um, it's, oh, yeah. well, we're sitting outside good. on your patio, and all of a sudden, out your dryer vent, there's just oh. air vape, <laughs> vape cut from your vape shit yeah, it, it, it coming it out. Like we we <laughs> were at Jones's balcony or patio, patio. for uh, maybe six hours, and there down. was just constantly smoke coming out of the dryer. It was like, okay, I guess they're doing laundry. They're doing like, laundry cool. the entire time of this party. It was party. like 10 p.m., 11 p.m. It was like, still what? doing laundry. Like, where's Jones? <laughs> and Jones, Jones's wife, Megan, looked over at me and was like, Ben, you're vaping. And I was like, no. <laughs> because she could smell it. Yeah, I was yeah. like, uh, I guess maybe it's this uh, this bump that I have right here. You know, yeah. that's that's fruity. There's a fan right, behind me. The, the, the vodka mixed with the and bang. Then, and then instantly, the switch... You know, it clicked, and we were like, where's Jones? Because yeah. we, we kept on making fun of Jones because he was disappearing all night. It was like, Jones, you blowing it up down there? Like, taking a picture? Had, like, had, yeah, had, the, had yeah. the poopies. Had the runs. But so accidentally, we outed Jones, yeah. and his speakeasy is no more, maybe. Yeah, so I had the vent going uh, down <laughs> in my bathroom in the basement, and I was like, I got this. So I would go down there every so often, and I'd hit the pipe, the old magic stick. And, uh, yeah, I got out of it. So I, I came back upstairs, and I came outside like it was no big deal. And everybody was, <laughs> Megan was like, you got something to tell me? And I was like, what? And I was like, oh, shit. I had been had. <laughs> I've been duped. Dude thinks he's like so Wasn't smooth. Me? Just down there. Just being... Maybe you're addicted, Jones. Never. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I'm addicted, but I need it. <laughs> uh, Jones, you got unlimited money. No, money's no yeah. question. No, no so, answer. for me, that's a great question. I love it. I'm going with the original outfit. Uh, I'm going with the outfit Axel wore. When uh, they performed live at the Ritz, and it was a famous concert they came out with. I'm going with the whole ensemble that Axel wore, and I'm going to frame that and put it in the basement. Uh, what did he wear? Uh, so he had on like a pair of shorts, a shirt, bandana, and a pair of boots. What kind of shirt? Like was, what? Uh, like anything? Like thin, no, thin no. Lizzie? I mean, no. It was just like a, a random shirt. Oh, okay. So I'm going to take that and just frame it. Like a body is in there. <laughs> that's going in the basement. Yeah, yeah. With the bodies. With the what bodies. are you moving? Because yeah. that, that that basement wall is uh, already pretty packed out. I mean that that's gonna. Is, is that front center? Yeah, that's front center. Okay. Yeah, I like it. That's good, Jones. I like it. No surprise that it was Guns N' Roses pick, but um, I tried to veer away <laughs> from Tom Petty, but I like it. I like it. 
<laughs> ben, you got unlimited money. Um, so I was thinking about this one not too long, a little bit busy today. Um, I don't really want any clothing cause I'm not going to wear it. Um, like instruments, that's cool as long as you can play it. And then also for me, that's not going to work too well because I'd be scared of like breaking it or doing something to it. Um, and I don't really just want to hang it on the wall. So I was thinking something else. I would like the ZZ Top Eliminator car. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a real good, that's really good Ben. Yeah. Put that in the garage and then... Yeah. Are you driving it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, only on wow, the weekends. Wow. Only on the weekends. And yeah. only on Sundays after 12 o'clock. Yeah. But before there, 4. But before there f- might be another car. I haven't looked too deep into that, but that was the first one that came to mind. So. I think there's, I like a, I, uh, there's Janis Joplin's car at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Are you interested in that one, Ben? Maybe. I don't know. What is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Real big turd <laughs> that won't flush. Oh. Uh, that's great. Um that 1993, 1933 Ford T-Coupe is not for sale. Bill, Billy F. Gibbons owns that, and I'm pretty sure he's not giving that up. Yeah, that's why it's that. unlimited but, money. But, yeah, you're getting that with the unlimited money. Right. Yeah, and you're not getting this Don Felder guitar either. Huh? A man can wish with unlimited money. I like it, though. That's a great question. And, uh, Heat, we want to hear what your answer is. Uh, we want well, we need Chris's <laughs> first. Something about, like, uh, Tracy Chapman or... Yep. I want the guitar she played fast car on. Yeah, give me the fast car. Uh, I want original strings too. Uh, I, just, I, I, wanna, I was going to say like, a microphone, but no. Um, <laughs> I would love uh, Ringo Starr's drum head from the Ed Sullivan Show on February 9th, 1964. 64. 64. Um, I would love a signed copy of that drum head. Just for what it, it, it that's the first time America met them. It's it's a pretty significant show, um, and the Beatles are insane and incredible. Ringo Starr was one of my uh, big role models when I was learning to play the drums. Um, I don't care what it would cost, I'd buy it. That's really good. I like it. Uh, it's it's cool. In uh, when I was in a little band, we got to play up in in Rochester, New York, and we went to the House of Guitars there, which is um, attached to their House of Blues. Uh, and um, a bunch of like legendary people have played there, but they have a, a, a signed Remo drumhead from the Beatles, and I think that one was priced at around two hundred grand. Which I was talking to the guy there, and he was like, "Yeah, it's pretty cheap. <laughs> That's a good deal." But um, yeah, that first one. I mean, no one knew America was not introduced to them at that time, and they met them, and they f- immediately fell in love. So that drumhead would signify just. I don't know decades of success and just and just fans sure. and talent. That's so great. yeah, that'd be that'd be really cool. You uh, you guys want to know a fun fact about that show? Always. <laughs> the only thing that kept those guys on track during that set that they played at the Ed Sullivan show was Ringo Starr. They'd have to look back at him and see what you know beat he was playing because they didn't expect the crowd to be that loud and they couldn't hear anything yeah. through their mics. Crazy man. So Ringo really does hold that band together. He's the, the glue. He's, he's the glue. He's the glue. <laughs> a song about so octopus. if you ever watch that show, going back, uh, you could find it on YouTube. You'll see the whole. You know, you'll see George, John, and Paul looking back at Ringo to see him and what he was doing, so that they could, you know, be on beat with the whole set. Much like how Jones, Ben, and I look at Tom to figure out where we are. 
I don't know. I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's a lot of good answers. I like that. Good question. Keep them up, Heat Wall. We expect you to do even better next week. Next week. With, with that one though, uh, since we've had quarantine, uh, it was it was a couple of months ago. Um, but everyone's been doing the Zoom shit, you know. Oh, and oh, I know. I just want to mention. I think I mentioned it in a previous podcast, but um, surprisingly, Bernie Sanders has a pretty decent funk uh, grunge cave, apparently, because people were talking about the posters he had in his background, and oh. they were pretty cool, like Red Hot Chili Peppers and uh, other posters in there. I don't remember the other ones, but I want some of those. Yeah, that, that's, that's legit. I think his were signed. Yeah, that's all a facade. Yeah. I mean, somebody put those up in there. <laughs> that guy's not cool. He doesn't even know well, what hip I, is. I know he released like an album in the 60s or 70s. Um, Bernie Sanders did? Yeah, because I saw it. They the played hell? it on like Jimmy Fallon, the Tonight Show. I'm not saying he's cool at all or anything. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, we don't. Talking rock in the basement does not lead it, in n- one direction politically. politically. Yeah. Right down the middle, baby. But, hey, if people right like music. down the middle. Right We're down the line. Listen to music. We do love music. I and like cold it, ones. Now, that was a fun fact, Ben. Fun fact. Fun fact Friday. Oh. This Ca- I, have a, I have kind of a tangent. Oh, uh, well, this just, is this is the a, platform for tangents. Just a tangents. funny story. Well, I told, let's I do told some quick Tom math. this. <laughs> I told Tom this, but recently I was at the beach um, hanging with my brother-in-law. We did a lot of late-night drinking, listening to tunes. And we uh, Foo Fighters came on. And also, Dave Grohl had written. uh, My brother-in-law John um, is a teacher, uh, and so Dave Grohl recently wrote a uh, a really great article about keeping you know our teachers safe and schools and all this not you know all this kind of craziness is going on. But uh, John revealed to us that he has actually met Dave Grohl at Murphy's in Old Town. Murphy's, and he did not know who he was. John, John was like, oh, yeah, yeah. John. A, few, a few too many uh, rum and cokes. As John was like, oh, so like, oh, so like, what do you do? He goes, oh, I, I play music. And then all these girls were like, oh my god, can I have your picture? And John are was you like, serious right who now? Are you? Yeah. John was like, who are you? Oh, Dave Grohl, the Foo oh Fighters. He goes, god. oh shit. He's like, yeah, Nirvana. Dude, that's the, that's that might be the only thing that gets me to go back to Old Town. Yeah. I might just right. go to Murphy's every weekend. Right? Where is it? You guys see Dave? Murphy yeah. sucks. <laughs> Murphy's does suck, but I. I like Murphy's. Oh, Murphy's. I like the Murphy's. Awful. Yeah. It's all about Chadwick's. <clears throat> anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. This bar debate. Doesn't even matter. We can't go <laughs> yeah. to any bars anyway. Yeah. yeah. If you're they all suck a, now. If you're in for a real lame time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get, <do this. laughs> or somebody's getting me the smoke. All right. Hey, it's keeping the skeeters away. <laughs> I feel good. Tom's struggling today. Yeah. I guess the, the, the heat is off. The, yeah, it's, it's cold. turned down. All right. There's a slight breeze coming Come. Complete. There's a breeze of smoke all over, engulfing me. But I like it. I like it, Ben. So basically, we're going to talk about <laughs> overrated and underrated albums. Um, I've been sending some stuff throughout the week. I've been trying to, you know, taste them. Like, what's this underrated? Is it overrated? To Jones. Oh. You, uh, Chris and what Ben, the told me they were both very busy. So I was like, uh, I'll send to the guy who's not busy. What fuck you looking at? <laughs> I was looking for a reaction. I was not looking to start anything. <laughs> I can't see anything anymore. <laughs> it's pitch black. Everything. It is very, very hey, dark, Jones, and tensions are high. Jones? If you want it, you got it. That's all I got to say about oh, that. Jones loves it when somebody asks him if he has a problem. You got a problem, man? I didn't ask if he had a problem. You, had, you said it in your eyes. I saw it. 
I saw not the, I mean, I Tommy, you saw those eyes, right? I saw him. I saw him, yeah. What, what happens when the... You see my eyes as is. What happens when the guy from the picture I sent earlier has a problem and Jones has a problem? Who's winning? What? I don't remember. What picture? Fingers. <laughs> Sausages. Sausages. <laughs> uh, King... Prince Charles? No. Yeah. That was Prince Charles. <laughs> that was a picture of Prince Charles. Yeah, Prince yes. Charles. Why'd you say no? <laughs> well, that's an old man. I would imagine Jones could probably beat an old man. Who Prince has Charles. the hands? <laughs> uh, whoop that and put yeah. those fingers in those his butt don't, hole. Those don't look like <laughs> functional fingers. Overrated and underrated albums. I'll start it off. Can we, uh, since I feel... We're going to have more underrated. Definitely. Can we go with overrated first? I was going to go right there, Jones. Okay. We're on the same wavelength. Yeah. But I was going to say first, we don't want to make any outlandish comments saying, like, Led Zeppelin's Houses of the Holy is underrated. If, we say, if anybody says that, you're out of here. Can I tell a story? You may. Step up to the mic, please, and tell your story. All right. So I'm at a uh, – Tommy, what concert were we at? Uh, Greta Van Fleet. So we were going to see Greta Van Fleet. They're the hot new band uh, that's on, you know, the tour, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> They're out there. And uh, so we go to see them, and uh, the opening act had finished, which was shit. And we don't, were in don't line. Don't even remember who they were. No, they were trash. And so we were in line to get beers, and this guy was wearing a, uh, he was wearing a Led Zeppelin shirt, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was wearing a Led Zeppelin shirt. And I go, what's your favorite Led Zeppelin album? And he says to me, uh, physical graffiti, because it's very underrated and people don't know about it. And I look at him and it took every ounce of me to not grab him up by the neck. (laughs) But I said to him, in all seriousness, I go, at no point is any Led Zeppelin album ever underrated. (laughs) And he's shaking in his boots. He goes, oh, and that was the end of the conversation. <laughs> and then I got some drinks. I love it when Jones goes, are you retarded? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> man. Uh, that was our R word for the podcast. One R, R word. Uh, uh, they're coming in hot. Damn. We're trying to make Tom edit. I like it. Hot, hot, hot. I don't edit. I like it natural. You can't edit the radio. Maybe <laughs> you can edit that out. Excuse me. Um, anyways, one overrated album that I really wanted to discuss here was uh, the Eagles 2007 album their last album studio album they released was uh, Long Road Out of Eden <laughs> like I'm saying it's overrated <laughs> and you can say that because it did very well uh, in the box or in the box office <laughs> and with album sales yeah. they were like multi-time platinum uh, they got a ton of money they I know they sold it exclusively through Walmart but Oh, really? Yeah, it was their first studio Ooh, since uh, The Long Run which came out in 1979. So I think that's kind of why. Their first studio album, because they had the Hell Freezes Over live yeah. album in, uh, what, 93, 94? They called that one the long one. Yeah, I know why they call that one. Um, okay, I wrote it right here. It was certified platinum seven times, which is ridiculous Jeez. for me. Because um, I, I like How Long, Busy Being Fabulous, and, of course, the oh, critically yeah. acclaimed Normal Walks in the Woods. On Rob. <laughs> Just the worst shit I've ever heard. <laughs> so uh, even Don Felder has gone on the record saying um, Eagles had one of the greatest rock and roll guitarists of all time, Joe Walsh, and they didn't even use him. So Long Road Out of Eden, overrated. Overrated. Wh- why didn't approval. they use him? Uh, well, it's it was uh, Glenn Fry's and Don Henley's show. 
So we, we, we don't have an answer. I, I didn't specifically look. Why didn't I? Don't know if you're going to find that. I just didn't know if anybody knows. Well, you know, if, just, any, if if anybody has well, heard anything that well, anybody said about it. I don't think they used him to, the, to his full potential. They didn't really let him do what he was capable of doing. Well, I mean, he, they were saying this, the whole album is a lot of like slow, right. easy going <clears> stuff. Like Joe Walsh has some songs he wrote and was singing it, but they weren't like the rock and him right. r- doing the riffs and everything. That's, I don't know why. Maybe they didn't want that style. You know, they oh. had their concept <sighs> idea, but it's a double album. Ah, so they have so much content on there, uh-huh. but uh, nothing that interests me. So, fun fact. <laughs> we were rocking uh, the Eagles, you know, in their entirety before I got married <laughs> on December 7th, 2019. And... Megan, he remembers. We were getting ready, and we had to take photos before. And so the, the playlist was rocking, and then... Tommy was in the bedroom getting ready with the Fugo, and he let <laughs> the speaker. No More Walks in the Woods play, and I couldn't be any more mad at him to this day for it. I loved it. It was the highlight of the wedding for it me. It was hilarious. Because the song, No More Walks in the Wood, it's some uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson poem or something, and it's, it's not very long. It's like two minutes long. Cops coming for Jones again. Uh, so bad it, boys, it, it bad starts, boys. What you gonna do? <laughs> so the, all the phones were like in the other room because Jones is busy getting his pictures taken in the other, in the living room of this uh, hotel we were staying in. And so this thing came on, and I just like, oh, I'm not changing this. <laughs> no way am I. My, it's my biggest troll uh, that I do with uh, Heatwall, Jones, and anybody else involved because everybody despises that song. So I just I'm all about just trolling and being like the the, the group's younger brother. It's always my goal. Um, so the, let it play in its entirety. And as and once it finished, he all came over and it's like he slammed like his <laughs> finger on like his phone to change it. And who let that play? And I brought that up recently, and he all didn't even remember it. And I was like, that's one of my fondest because I think he all because he loved the whole wedding. It was a spectacular yeah. time, you know, beautiful party and hanging out. Crazy things went down. It was a lot of fun. But I was like, that was one of my highlights. Yeah. Because you guys being forced to have to listen to that song while like taking pictures while having to look like happy. <laughs> like, oh, you'll I never just remember that from down. the other room. I just, who the fuck let that play? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. For, I, you'll forever be owed, Tommy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think is, um, <laughs> that was already going to happen anyway. I like speaking, like, hey, Jones, that's another one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I don't have any other overrated. That's the only one I had to get off my I, uh, chest for overrated. For me, I just want to go ahead and let this one out. Anything ever by Bob Dylan, overrated. <laughs> <laughs> um, I listened to Blood on the Tracks recently. It's supposed to be one of his um, higher up than one of his better albums. Uh, I believe it's one of Blaine's favorites. Um, I listened to there's some there's some good songs on it, but any album, any you know song that's new to you, somewhat at least, you have to uh, give it a few plays. Um, but it didn't necessarily hit for me. Hit with me. I'm not the biggest Bob Dylan fan, other than the the hit singles. Yeah. You know, the rest of us all like. Um, but I get it. <laughs> Jones has always has a personal vendetta <laughs> every week on Talking Rock in the Basement against Bob Dylan. Yeah, fuck Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Um, <clears throat> one that I also wanted to mention, but. I guess entering our underrated, since you guys don't have any other overrated. Somebody, somebody else has to have an overrated. Ben, crick, play the crickets, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear them. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you can. I don't. I don't know what you can pick up and what you can't. 
Nobody else has anything overrated? There's got to no. be some out there. <laughs> I mean, there's some some that I don't like, but... Go ahead. Put them out there. No, it's just, like... It's mostly pop stuff. I was yeah. trying to All think right, of, yeah. Yeah, like, rock stuff. Taylor the, Swift's Red album is very old. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? As, as, long as, a reaction. As, as long as it has a following, <laughs> uh, you know, I, f- I feel like they deserve whatever <laughs> awards that they get. Um, unless they just played straight dog shit. Uh, <laughs> oh, but, I got one. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to interrupt. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Fucking, it really pisses me off. So... <clears throat> This is what sh- goes to show award shows are always dumb. Um, Jethro Tull beat out Metallica when they came out with the Black Album. And it was Jethro Tull, um, I can't remember the album, but Jethro Tull should never be winning any albums or of the year. <laughs> any awards. And, yeah, and they beat out Metallica's one. And I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, Grammys are, are full of shit, and all award shows are full of shit. Yeah, for me, that forever ruined it, yeah. and I couldn't care less. If they have a, a band like uh, what's the, uh, the Chainsmokers nominated for any award ever, that's how you know that the... It is just completely The problem broken. is they call them nowadays like Chainsmokers rock and roll. Like I saw the headline with um, one, really? one Direction. They're calling Rolling Stone had an article calling One Direction like rock and roll. Yeah, that's, like, that's how far rock and roll has fallen. Yeah. But the album Jethro Tull came out beating Metallica was called Crest of a Knave. So never heard of it. Awful. Maybe I'll check it out and give it a listen. Not the, we've listened to a couple Jethro Tull yeah. songs. Um, no thanks. I know the Eagles opened up for Jethro Tull when they were starting on starting out early 70s and they were just like we have no business being here because <laughs> you know that's uh, it's they're like they're a kind of country sound back then and Jethro Tull is uh I would say they're just all over the place yeah they don't have like one specific sound yeah, yeah if you were to see Jethro Tull you would think you were yeah. at a Kansas show and yeah. you'd be like oh, if I put right, like them on like out. shuffle and you heard two songs you'd think these two different bands heard yeah. that all right let's go to the underrated since we're in that mind frame one I really think obviously it's my Personally, my favorite album, it's uh, Excitable Boy by Warren Zevon. That's a great one. 1978. I, I, uh, I felt the same way about that one, Tommy, but I'm not going to steal your thunder and take steal it away. Steal it, baby. No, uh, it's a great album. I love yeah. it. I love it. It's literally jam-packed with his. Like, every single song. Yeah. Front to back. Can be a single. It's insane. Um, and like the more I listen to it, like my favorite songs on the album change. Like it was uh, Excitable Boy, then it was Rolling the Headless Thompson Gunner, mm-hmm. now it's Tenderness on the Block, yeah. and hell, it might change again. It's um, funny, uh, I was listening to Excitable Boy, uh, the, <coughs> the song, a couple, we- uh, couple weeks ago. I was with one of my friends, and she was, uh, we, we were listening to it, we were getting deeper into the song, and she was, oh, I really like this song, you know, listening to the lyrics, and like the second verse comes, and he was like, oh, and he, he raped her and killed her. And she was like, wait, what? And then, for Excitable Boy? Yeah. And then he kept getting further, and she's like, wait, what is this song about? I was like, yeah, it's a good one. Excitable Boy. It's a really good one to introduce somebody, like with Arthur, our friend that lives out in Denver now. I was like, get a load of this album. It's amazing. I just played Excitable Boy and just pay attention to lyrics. Because he's talking about dumping pot roast on his chest, yeah, and then starts like killing people. Yeah. It, but put, it's put those bones Susie in a cage. Yeah, he built a cage with her bones. Yeah. The 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 girl he killed yeah. out, and it's he a very, dug up her grave. <laughs> it's like that David Lee Roth interview with uh, Joe Rogan. We watched Jones that I think he all sent to us, saying it's like this real uppity pop, mm-hmm. exciting, good feeling music with this kind of like underlying, underlying to yeah, up. The dark, lyrics yeah. are so dark. It's so just uh, and that's what's like, the that, juxtaposition. That, that whole crazy. album is 
every single song is that. It's just yeah. like that uh, that song. Those songs could have five different meanings that you just aren't seeing. But I can relate Warren Zevon to Tom Petty. Like the music is so vivid. Yeah, you can like see the story unfold as you go, especially with Vera Cruz. Like them trying to leave Vera Vera Cruz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 Warren Zevon's this big history buff and just this all about. My pen broke. <laughs> um, all about the, easy, I don't know, just death really is what Warren Zevon's all about. Yeah. Um, but it, it was funny because this album came out in 1978, but it didn't go platinum until 1997. Oh. Huh. So only went one time platinum, but interesting. And he's still not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So. Yeah, nobody cares about that place. <laughs> Next episode, Next who cares <laughs> about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? What uh, we hate about the Rock and Roll. <laughs> yeah. I, I I do have a list together of if we want to do that episode in the future of fans that are not inducted, but that's yeah. that's kind of it's that's good. It's Tommy. been done a lot, but yeah. hasn't been done here. You, we, talked, uh, we talked about that in like our first episode too. Yeah. Ben so talk do we want to do a round robin on uh, underrated, <laughs> or do we you guys wanna... jump in what you want? Yeah. I don't want to. Whatever you got. I'm all about just having a conversation with the guys. Sure. You know? So for me, I. It was really hard to go overrated because I'm I'm not gonna not give bands their due, and so for me, you know, fuck Bob Dylan. <laughs> uh, but besides that, I, you know, you read the, you know, Google searches and stuff, and they're saying uh, overrated was Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd or I The saw, Wall by Pink Floyd, I saw and I that was like, well. that is absolutely absurd. Uh, those are both great albums. Um, so, for me, I don't care about any of that. I'm just going to go right into the underrated. And for me, I'll go with a couple live albums first. Uh, first and foremost, I'm going to go live era Guns N' Roses because front to back, it's absolutely incredible and it's uh, action-packed. And I really enjoy that. Uh, I really... Um, one thing I really enjoy about live music is the improv, and you could really enjoy that uh, from the music. And the second one is ZZ Top Live from Texas. A lot of people like ZZ Top, but they leave it at the front door. But you got to invite them in, and you got to take it to you know the basement, and you really got to enjoy the sound. That Live from Texas album is absolutely incredible front to back. And uh, you could tell how much fun they're having and how much they bring the noise, and I really enjoy that. Yeah, I've heard ZZ Top is this, this phenomenal band <sighs> to see live. And it's kind of surprising because I actually, actually haven't listened to one of their live albums. There's just so much music out there. I tried to absorb all of it, and that's one I haven't. Yeah, it would be a good one to put on the Yeah. We'll get in the list. basement. I, um, for me personally, I've seen ZZ Top, pro- I, I don't know how many times, probably six or eight times now. Every time I Not see seven. them, Every time I see them live... I feel like I'm in the basement and I'm the only person at the show because it's phenomenal. They give you the same show every time, which is great, and they leave everything on the stage, which you can't ask for anything more. If there's one band that I need to see like before they're done, you know, touring or you know, God forbid something happens, uh, it's easy top. I had the opportunity last year, but it was at the MGM, which isn't exactly the I've heard is not exactly the best venue to uh, see rock and roll shows. Great for stand-up comedians. Good for stand-up no, comedians. No, that's real. Uh, the best way to see ZZ Top is outdoors, and they are the headliner. That's that's unequivocally the best way to see them, and they'll be phenomenal. I'm going to write that down. I like the, worst of, the use of unequivocally. 
It's in the running. It's for in the, the running. Day. It worked out. Yeah, that and unequivocally in vape. <laughs> I don't know how to spell this. <laughs> Un. And then, um, since you mentioned Guns N' Roses, Jones, I wanted to talk about Chinese democracy being I like it. incredibly underrated. Because, the, you know, the story we talked about earlier with Buckethead and this kind of... It took them like 15 years to make this album. Very tumultuous. It's like the most expensive album ever made in history. Um, critically, it was very... It was, it was a success. Mm-hmm. But commercially, I don't think it was as successful as they wanted. Um Hence why it's underrated. And I was actually listening to it earlier today, just kind of get the feel again, because um, I probably hadn't listened to it in a few years, and I really enjoyed hearing Chinese Democracy. You know, the uh, title track and then Catcher in the Rye. That one's really good. I really enjoyed Dude, listening to that uh, one. I remember when that album came out in '09. Uh, did it come out in '08 or '09, Tommy? Uh, the, 08. Win- the winner of '08. Yeah, I remember when it came out. Uh, I was, you know, obviously I'm a huge GNR fan. I have been for a really long time. And as soon as it came out, I went and got it. That's before, you know, the days of iTunes. So I went to Best Buy. I purchased it. And I was like, man, this this is fire. And people were so... We didn't like, say that back then. No. No. I was like, like this is a good this album. Is a great this is album. phenomenal. <laughs> but the sound is great. And I don't want to be biased. I'm a huge GNR fan. Everybody knows that. But... You killed it on Stump front, the Jones GNR front, edition. Front to back. Like, that album, the vocals are incredible. And I, I really enjoy that album. I didn't look it up, um, which songs Buckethead actually played on. Uh, if any, I don't know if you know that, Jones. not putting you on the spot or anything. Um, I meant to look it up and see, because I haven't actually really listened to Buckethead. <laughs> um, his bucket in his face scares me away. Uh, but apparently he's phenomenal. Really good uh, guitar player. But I don't know if you know, Jones. Yeah, so the the making of that album, there was a lot of people... So Axel had like complete like uh, power over the whole album, and he picked and chose what he wanted on the album. Buckethead actually played a lot on that album, and so he's on most of the songs. Uh, Slash actually had a little bit on the album. Uh, Izzy Stradlin actually played on the album, and then uh, they he just kind of filled, picked and chose through the whole uh, album of who he wanted to be on there. And uh, that uh, Buckethead was on there quite a bit. I know people like to call Chinese democracy, not Guns N' Roses, but like Axel and Friends. Um, but Because I know you saw Axel with, with a lot of these guys, not with, you know, Duff and Slash. I guess, how would you characterize the difference of seeing him with, like, this kind of makeshift Guns N' Roses compared to when with actually the rest of the guys, the real yeah, original so, lineup. Um, I would say it was a professional show, and you knew you were seeing uh, really talented musicians, but they didn't have the same energy that when you see uh, Duff, Axel, Slash, and uh, the rest of the group. So uh, they they had the talent. It was there. But at the same time, they didn't have the energy, which is everything at a rock show. Yeah, they certainly had the energy when we saw them at uh, FedEx Field where the... Uh the artist formerly known as Redskins used to play. <laughs> um, well, we saw in 2016, I think, summer of 2016. Uh, but, man, they they were phenomenal, man. They, they If there were doors on that place, which there aren't anymore because they blew them all off, yeah. they, I'm sure if they go back, they'd have to reinstall and blow them all off again. But they were, they were great. They had the fireworks going. They were killing it. Axel had, like, 10 wardrobe changes, and I was so into it. He, he's quick, too. And we got to see all, all the iconic looks. So uh, It's funny. I have another quick sidebar. 
But uh, you just mentioned the. Let's, let's take it over here. Chris. The uh, uh, the formerly uh, football team, formerly known as the Redskins, uh, yeah. the Washington football team. Yeah. Yeah. We have uh, Tom's old coworker and my co- uh, current coworker George is a very big fan of the Redskins. He's he. We have to wear masks at work, and he was wearing his Redskins mask. And I and I go, George, how do you feel about the Washington football team? He goes, Yeah, the Washington football team sponsored by beer. <laughs> Just because there's no specific. Yeah. Yeah. But he is, uh, uh, needless to say, he's not very happy about it. Yeah. I was. I thought you were going to go on saying they weren't going to let him wear the Redskins face mask anymore. Which Probably not. I, I mean, can I, see the way this world is going. Yeah. Because they're, you know, trying to nix and push all the Yeah, he thought the, uh, the name should be Redskin Potatoes, so. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that one a thousand times, and I'm over all of it. Uh, I saw your Chad Dukes guy uh, posted on Twitter about buying a Redskins wallet on yeah. eBay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Chad Dukes, local radio DJ, he's really funny. He said uh, his dad had that has had the same Redskins wallet for the past like twenty five years, and it's <laughs> the, the Velcro, the Velcro shit. like shitty one. <laughs> and so he immediately went to go find one, uh, you know, before you can't find any of them. Yeah. And so then he's then he said, "I'll be using this from now on, the Velcro." <laughs> you know, Seinfeld there's the Velcro episode. Yeah. Yeah, throws it away, all the money in it. Good episode. Chris is on a Seinfeld uh, binge, binging Seinfeld, Chris? True. What episode are you going through the uh Going through the series. I'm on season uh, two, episode okay. like three or four. Trucking along. Yeah, trucking along. It's a good one. Trucking along. Um, another underrated album I want to talk about. It's also on my top ten. If we go way back, we talk about that list I did, which we need to do. Everybody I want to go back. And do it all over. Eddie Money, he's real good. Uh, he definitely has some underrated albums. But I'm talking about Egypt Station, Paul Ooh, McCartney's yeah. uh, studio album that came out in just a couple years ago, 2018, I believe it was in October. Um, then I actually got to see him on that tour like uh, last summer. I got to see him down in North Carolina playing those songs. But I love the album. I think it was number 9 or 10 on my top 10 uh, favorite albums list. And I got you guys to listen to it. And I love that Jones was enjoying it, and also Heatwall was enjoying it. So that really meant a lot for me. And I think it's incredibly underrated. Um, I've read some of the the reviews of it. Like it, it's a it's a pop album. It's like rock pop. If it would have came out in the 1980s or 70s, it would have been a huge hit. But since it came out today, we're kind of like hip hop and R and B and the, like Taylor Swift. And that's kind of the that's the pop today that everybody all is all about. You, you got to be younger, I Happy guess. Go lucky. Um, so it didn't do as well commercially. So I it's, I listened to it start to finish all the time. I can just, I did it earlier today. I, yeah, I was, no, I yeah, to I, yeah. We uh, we all listened to it, and, and I I have to uh, great album. Do you think it's underrated? Yeah, no, Chris? it's really 100% good. I, I think it's very yeah. underrated. I really like it. Uh, I like the sound, and I'm glad you brought it to the forefront. Yes. Word of the day: underrated. <laughs> You're definitely right, Ben. We got some good contenders today. Underrated. We do. Another one I wanted to mention. Steel Wheels by the Rolling Stones. Uh, it's, this album came out in 1989. It was after a three-year hiatus with uh, the band, the Rolling Stones. People were thinking the band was going to break up, uh, but then they come out with this great album. Um, if you're cold. Had uh, mixed emotions <laughs> and rock in a hard place on it. And they're having a uh, DVD set coming out in uh, September. Uh, Jones sent me this. But on the tour in 1989... They actually had such guests as like um, Axel and uh, was it Izzy? 
Is he straddling or is it Dizzy Reed? I get those two mixed up all the time. Is he straddling is the guitar str- player? Yeah, he was then uh, joining them on stage in the Stones. John Lee Hooker. Yeah, and then uh, Slow Hand. Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton. They joined him on stage so you can get that whole DVD set coming out in September. Yeah, it's going to be great. Tour, Steel Wheels. That's a great album. I love that album. Yeah, it's a really good one. Chris, do you like that album? It's great. I just, I just completely blanked. I, Chris, <laughs> Chris, well, I'll notice I said, because you kept staring at me, Chris. <laughs> he had the pug look in his eyes. You <laughs> has the pug compl- look. I, you were just, like, lost. Chris, you need some of this Red Bull that you gave me that I've no, already good. finished. Maybe a Red Bull vodka. Ooh. Mm. Oh, those are good. Uh, um, are you done talking about the album, Tom? <laughs> if you want me to, Ben, ben wants you, to move you on. You got something, Ben? Bring it up. I got something. Ben, you're crazy. Oh, I can't wait. Let's start it up. An album that I think is underrated is The Getaway by the Red Hot Chili Peppers because it was not received very well by the fans, but Stadium Arcadium, which was received very well, is another great album and is not underrated, not overrated, in my opinion. No, Um, definitely not. I believe The Getaway was just a natural progression of Stadium Arcadium and all of the other discography that the Red Hot Chili Peppers have. And I couldn't get enough of it. I listen to it front to back anytime. Puts you in a great place. It was a really good album. I was, because, you know, these guys are getting older, and it's like, can they keep pumping out these great albums? And they do. It was insane. Uh, I think it came out 2016, you said, Ben? 2015? Uh, let, me, let me check real quick. So, uh, it's something like that. Um, I, well, Jones and I saw him on the tour. He was there, too. 2016. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was 2016 or 15. So, honestly, they come out with these songs, and you're like, this song could have come out 20 years ago off one of their earlier albums, and I would fully believe it. Like, they still got it, and they're still true to their sound. Um, and that's why it's, de- it's definitely a really good album. Yeah, I really like it as well. And the sound, uh, like you said, is on par with their progression. And I love it. Uh, it's great. And front to back, really good sound. And I really like it. So I don't care what other people think. We really enjoy that sound. Yeah. Very underrated. I couldn't get over that the so-called diehard fans were like, we want the original sound. Well, I mean, they're going to get that soon with John Frashani. True. Yeah, it'll be good stuff there yeah. too, but it's different stuff. You know? I totally agree. Yeah, I would definitely see because before I was a little on the fence about seeing Red Hot Chili Peppers again um, with that same guitarist. What, do you remember his name? Uh, Josh Hop. Hoppelganger. Hoppelganger. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Um, Klinghoffer. 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 Yeah, that's right. Josh Klinghoffer. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't interested, but then they got John Frusciante. I was like, I'm. I'm very interested. I'm I want. Back. I want to be there. Well, you Man, saw him invested. Klinghoffer. Yeah. yeah, I saw Klinghoffer. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't. It was good. I, I yeah, saw him it twice. Was good, but, but it I, wasn't I, like, I was. I was like, mm. I'm not. I'm not gonna. See, I mean, I'm not the biggest Red Hot Chili Pepper. I like them a lot, but I'm not like I've seen them twice in concert. I'm like, ah, that's good. <laughs> but they got John yeah. Frusciante, who I've never seen in concert, and I'm. Uh, that man's gonna make that. That man's gonna make that guitar talk. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's real good. Yeah, that's a good one, Ben. Spitting. Yeah, yeah, starting to sprinkle on us. We're outside. We have equipment. We have electronic electronic devices. Oh Lord. Yeah. Um. One I have is Allison Chain's facelift. Uh. So Dirt in '92 was a great album. In 1990, they came out with Facelift, and it has uh, an incredible amount of really good songs. And uh, they were just phenomenal and on on point at that time. And I I really like that. So. For me, a lot of people like write that one off as far as like 
you know, the grunge movement. And uh, you give that one a listen, you'll really enjoy it. Yeah, I, I like, like it. it. I like it too. You guys have some other uh, underrated albums you want to talk about? Get off your chest. Tons. <laughs> Might have to wrap it up soon because of the rain. Yeah, yeah. We're also at uh, at an hour right now. Ooh. We usually try to keep uh, it around an hour for our. My episode. mind is completely blank tonight. Where I apologize. Is my mind? Yeah, that one's very underrated, Ben. No, the album is not the best. Mind. No song. I, I, uh, the Pixies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I listened to that album as well, and I was like. Yeah, it doesn't do it for me. Not a fan. Uh, another underrated album for me um, that came to mind was The Killer's Sawdust album, which came out in 2007, I believe. Um, also, The Killer's Hot Fuss album, which has Mr. Brightside yeah. on it. Mm. Uh, the rest of the album is phenomenal yeah. still. I, I, I would agree. It's definitely yeah. underrated. Everybody looks, looks Just at Mr. Mr. Brightside, Brightside, and that's yeah. it. But that album is all you great. need. <laughs> uh, it, it's another album that you can like the killers do a great job of doing ballads um, they, it, you listen to their albums cover to cover in the order that they put them because there's a reason so those are just two more that I wanted to add real quick we don't have to talk about them that much oh, just good, listen man. to the albums yeah we uh I'll post these albums on the Facebook page so people can check them out give them the uh, respect they deserve baby uh, so since we all have our uh, rudimentary vocabulary that we, uh, we barely struggle with, we don't words. have any more albums. Well, it's starting to rain, but if uh, you got some quick ones, yes, yeah, yeah I can go quick. Man, uh, Dover's off pissing, by the way. So I tried to end it off. He usually always stops. He me. is the one raining on us. <laughs> yeah, it was Jones was peeing all over. Rain us. on me. Uh, Soundgarden, Bad Motorfinger, Pearl Jam versus album, Queen with Paul Rogers, Return of the Champions, great album. Bad Company, Straight Shooter, Deep Purple, Machine Head, John Mayer, Room from Squares, oh. Aerosmith, uh, Get a Grip album, phenomenal, uh, Black Keys, El Camino, uh, like Boston, their debut album, Chris Cornell, Songbook, phenomenal album, Dire Straits, I have a couple, Brothers in Arms and On Every Street, Highly Suspect, Mr. Asylum. Uh, Huey Lewis in the News, Sports, Pantera, Vulgar Display of Power, and Jimi Hendrix, Electric Ladyland. Okay. I would also say Slipknot, uh, All Hope is Gone. Uh, very it's a under, really good one. It's a really good album, uh, but a lot of people did not like the vibe, apparently, which I don't really get because it's a Slipknot album. Anyway. All right. You guys got anything else off your chest? Do you want to speak now, forever hold something? I object. All right, guys. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Let's do this word, word of the day before we get uh, soaked out of here. I'm going to say it's phenomenal. We said phenomenal a lot. No, we said vape a lot during that story, we too. We did, but vape is like... That's, yeah, phenomenal. I like it. Like, and you're learning vocab in, like, high school vape. English. You're like, yeah. vape. Uh, Spell vape. Yeah. But I'm, you guys v. are... <laughs> v. U. Q. Uh, e. All right. So, vape, vape? okay, I guess... No, phenomenal. (laughs) Phenomenal. (laughs) Very remarkable, extraordinary. The underrated albums were phenomenal. I like it. Great. All right, guys, make sure you guys check us out on the uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash talkinrock in the basement. Email us at talkinrockbasement at gmail.com. You can tweet me at Tom J. Ozio, and you can check me out on Instagram at Tom Ozio if you feel so compelled. Uh, I'm I'm Chris Kidd. I'm on Instagram at itsthatkidchris, itsthatkidchris on Twitter. And I am Ben, and you can find me on Twitter, Big Man Ben Ten, and Instagram, B Waldron Ten. Big dog, see me in the streets. 
All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.